Okay, let's get to Josh Ward joining us now of WNML. You can listen to him uh, from noon to three, bringing it, throwing heat. Josh, how are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, did you have a good Nico day? It was a ton of content for us on the radio. So, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, it's gotten to the point where uh, we ask about that before Christmas. Did you have Did you have a fantastic Christmas with your? He's got three little ones, so he's in like the cool age. Yeah, they had a blast, and uh, it's uh, it's cheesy, but it's true. Watching your kids open gifts and how excited they are, and just the entire experience, uh, it's awesome. So yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, good deal. All right, I like I definitely like hearing that. Now uh, I want to get to the five ways uh, that a strong bowl performance will prove valuable for nico that's what you wrote on uh, off the hook sports but we we were just discussing moments ago the line moving uh from eight and a half down to six by by some places and the over under going down you think that readjusts itself uh, you think that's uh maybe las vegas with a knee-jerk reaction any any thoughts on that i was surprised to see that kind of movement um if it moved like a half maybe even a point okay going from a senior, a known player versus a freshman as talented as he was. I'm not sure how much Vegas cares about his recruiting service ranking, uh, but I was still surprised to see it be that much just because it's a game where the point total among both teams is so low to begin with. I wouldn't think there's that much change. But yeah, the funny thing is, I think the reaction from Tennessee fans was, hey, this Im improves our chance. Whether that's true or not, I don't know if that's the case, but that's kind of the reaction of Tennessee fans. So if you liked Tennessee against the number 48 hours ago, then I would think you like it even more now. Caleb, uh, you're the gambling guy. If you get locked in at eight and a half, can you like refi that down to a six and a half? Because, I mean, that's a touchdown. Depends on the services. I mean, you can cancel your bet a lot, most of the times and just bet again based on what the line is. But it, it, sometimes it, it, it depends on the app and what you agree to once you place the bet. Sometimes you're locked in, sometimes you're not. So. That's right. It's, yeah, yeah, the line moving also might affect cash out opportunities because they, you know, they see the difference of where it is now. True, and yeah. those uh, gambling services never never cancel. All right, so uh, Josh, let me hear your thoughts on uh, uh, Nico and a couple of different things I wanted to ask you. Uh, you've got five ways that a strong bowl performance will prove valuable for Nico. That's on offthehooksports.com. I'll let you get started. What were some of the criteria that you looked at for reasons that a strong bowl performance from Nico will prove valuable for 2024? Nico playing provides some juice for the game. I haven't sensed a ton of excitement about the game among Tennessee fans. And I think that's the case across college football. I don't think that's just a Tennessee thing. I, I think the month of December has been more focused on recruiting and the transfer portal because that is the coach's focus for a lot of this month. So that's actually where I took it back with the Nico effect. If he has a strong performance on Monday, you can bet the Tennessee's coaches are going to let recruits know about it. That includes the 24 class with somebody like defensive lineman Dominique McKinley, a very highly touted defensive lineman who did not sign with Texas A&M and is planning to visit Tennessee in mid-January. Tennessee will go to him and say, look, this offense is about to take off. Help rebuild what we're doing defensively with a, a couple of players to replace. Come in. And we'll take it to the next level on defense with an offense that's about to be championship caliber. And then in 2025, they'll go through the state of Tennessee. They'll go to quarterback George McIntyre, who is strongly considering Tennessee. Might pick Tennessee either way. But if he sees Nico play well, 
that is added to the resume of Josh Heupel and his ability to develop quarterbacks where he can say, hey, look, here's a true freshman. By the end of his first season on campus, we have him ready to go. Come be his backup in 2025 as a true freshman. You'll be ready to take over and be the guy in 2026. So there's a lot you can sell to recruits as well as transfer portal targets. If Tennessee is looking for immediate help for 2024, the players they're going to target want to be a part of a team that has a chance to do something next season. If they see Nico perform well and he looks like a guy that can help Tennessee's offense rise back to an even higher level next season, that adds to Tennessee's playoff contention. That adds to to the sell of Tennessee's coaches to targets that they want to come in and help right away. Yeah, Josh, it's funny you because um, your next point was uh, transfer portals, and I wanted to get to that a little bit because I wonder, do you think transfer portals will be even a bigger help than – because Tennessee, I don't think, has done in the transfer portal. And do you think that would even be a bigger splash than recruiting because if they see Nico play well in the Citrus Bowl, won a lot of transfer portal targets who are thinking, I, I'm, I'm not looking down the road. I'm looking for success in 2024. And Tennessee all of a sudden looks like it's very well positioned to have success in 2024. So do you think the transfer portal could even be a bigger benefit than recruiting if Nika plays well on Monday? Well, I, I wouldn't rank them necessarily. I think they have two different points of importance for Tennessee's coaching staff. That's why I mentioned somebody like Dominique McKinley. The reason Tennessee is optimistic about 2024, or part of it, would be the return of guys like Amari Thomas and Omar Norman Lott. But they're not returning in 2025. Dominique McKinley would. So if they can land him... Maybe he doesn't make a, a big impact or one at all in 2024, but with some of the players that they've brought in over the last couple of years, landing somebody like McKinley would help. If you look at the 24 class, where's the interior defensive line help? I don't. They don't have any. So they need they need that for beyond. Nico is somebody they're selling for the future of Tennessee's program, the immediate future, because he's the guy. He's QB1 now, and they'll use that for next season. But Tennessee is trying to build for... 2025 and beyond as well and the class is a good class but it's not everything that the coaches hoped that it would be finding interior defensive line help as an example would change that in terms of what the program can be moving forward if they don't land McKinley or anybody else on the defensive line that creates a pressing issue in the transfer portal where they do have to go get a difference maker next year they probably need to do that anyway but it's it's a must, and they probably need multiple guys a year from now if they can't find help in this class. You have it, number three, Nico's confidence. Um, from all that we hear, he's not a guy lacking in confidence and not cocky, but still, it's got to be nice to go into an offseason with a game under your belt, especially if you have some success. Yeah, uh, confidence helps anybody, no matter how talented you are, no how matter no matter how much you prepare. There, you can play the other side. If he doesn't play well, I'm not saying he's going to lose all his confidence, but we've seen talented quarterbacks, Joe Milton, who has all the talent in the world, but admit that when he when he struggled earlier in his career, it affected his confidence. It had him questioning, "Can I play this game?" I'm not saying Nico's going to be there. This is more about what a strong performance can do. A strong performance would give him something to build on if he has success against an Iowa defense, whether it's overrated or not, if he plays well on Monday, that gives him something to build on. That will build the confidence of his teammates, who already have it going into Monday, but would have more of it if he plays well against the Hawkeyes. 
Yep. Uh, Josh Ward's visit with us uh, is brought to you by our friends at Dynasty Pools and Spas. They had their showroom open in Athens with the best hot tubs and spas on the market. Delivery, yes, they can do that. Complete support spa cover and chemicals to keep your spa and pool bubbling at its best. That's Dynasty Pools and Spas. Amazing discounts for first responders, military, and even some blemish models that you can save a ton on. And no one will ever notice Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastySpas.com or stop by their incredible showroom in Athens, Dynasty Pools and Spas. And then the remainder of your column that you had, if you can go through uh, the top two, because after Hypel's confidence, you had, I'm, I'm sorry, Nico's confidence, you had Hypel's self-scouting. What, what exactly do you mean that by that, Josh? Yeah, it's one thing for Josh Heupel to see Nico practice and know about his skill set mm-hmm. and know about how hard he works, but seeing him in live action, seeing how he responds to what they call and the flow of a game and how he performs against a live defense is different. A comparison I made was to 2021. Tennessee knew that Hendon Hooker was a talented quarterback. They knew that he could make plays. They also went with Joe Milton. They went with the upside of what his physical ability was. And then Hendon showed probably more playmaking ability than they expected. They were able to see him against real defenses, both in the Pittsburgh game when he took over and then in SEC play. And look at how they worked together moving forward, how Josh Heupel's offense and the design of it with Hendon at quarterback took off. They'll have a chance to spend the offseason having seen Nico not in late game situations against UTSA where they're just trying to make sure he doesn't get his head taken off almost literally or running out the clock at the end of a game to, okay, he's running the offense. He's working with these guys, Squirrel White, uh, Cameron Selden, Dylan Sampson, who will play a bigger role in the offense next season. It doesn't have to be just about Nico. It can be about those players around Nico and what Tennessee wants to do in 2024. Uh, yeah, Caleb, I, I want you to to handle this this last one. And it is uh, a, a fan base. And suddenly this, this what I thought was a bowl that Tennessee could show up flat for and Tennessee's fan base should co- uh, could show up flat for now seems excited. D- d- did you sense that being on the air and is that good or bad for uh, for for Nico and and the fact that people are super excited for a guy to run out there and get his first start against one of the better ranked defenses in the nation? Uh, was that for me or Josh? Sorry. Yeah, it was a lot. Unpacked. Go ahead. Wait, but who for who? Me or Josh? Who? Oh, I, it it was for Josh, but it, I, I think he might have broken up a little bit. No, so. no, I've, I've got you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I immediately noticed the excitement, the boost to the Tennessee fan base. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it's a secret at this point that many Tennessee fans, I would say the majority, would like to see what Nico can do. And I think that feeling is also carried over into the building at Tennessee. They'd like to see what Nico can do. It, it is the, the bowl season has largely transitioned into a segue to the following year. I always want to be uh I want to be careful about what we talk about this week or during this month and how it will affect next year. But for Nico and for the fan base, it will create excitement over the next 8 months if he performs well on Monday. And there are real benefits to the program. I pointed to NIL funding. Tennessee uh, Spire Sports 
asks for fans to donate, to give money. They're more likely to do that if they see Nico go out there and perform well, and it creates more excitement about what the team can do on the field. The university, the athletic department, can see more support. Ticket sales should be a cinch, but also getting uh, support for the athletic department in general will go up if Nico performs well on Monday. The hype machine has already started up. It will only go faster if he performs well on Monday. So there are real benefits to the program, and then it's up to Nico and his teammates and the coaching staff to put in the necessary work behind the scenes over the next eight months to get ready for the season opener and then 2024, the football season. So uh, there are real benefits to the program, and then Tennessee has to do its part to take advantage of all of that once we get to September and beyond. Yeah, so uh, one of the takes, Josh, that I totally agree. That's a, you know, fan support is a huge part of actually benefiting the program on the field now with NIL. I think there's another layer to this, though, also with fan support, which is this. College football playoff is expanding to 12 teams next year. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the committee says in that room. I don't care what they say they look at. There's politicking involved in the college football playoff, just like there is in the NCAA tournament selection committee. If Tennessee is, uh, if Tennessee, say hypothetically, Tennessee sells out the Citrus Bowl. I mean, we're talking like 75% of Orlando is Tennessee fans at this game. And say like next year or 2025, Tennessee is fringe like 11 to 13 for that final college football playoff spot. Am I crazy for thinking that selling out the Citrus Bowl like that would not be would become a factor in the playoff committee selecting Tennessee for that final team? Do y'all think I'm crazy for suggesting that? Well, well Josh, I would say this: it would have to be a very specific situation that you have a team that is vying for twelve that has to go like to Washington. You know, are you going to have a team that would travel because it would be a home site, right? I mean it. It doesn't hurt you if you're that 12 or 13 team, but hopefully they're making the decision off other things. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, who are they battling against? If it's another big-time Power 5 program, it probably doesn't make much of a difference. And you're right. We're talking about uh, going on the road to a campus site where I can't I can't imagine that ticket sales will be too much of a challenge for whichever school they'd be playing at hosting the first-ever on-site, on-campus site college football playoff game so it, it wouldn't hurt Tennessee uh Tennessee's branding everything that goes with it but I think I still think that would be down the list of factors I, I think the bigger factors would be okay so Tennessee obviously has some losses how competitive were they in those losses how impressive were they in their win so what happens in the Citrus Bowl in terms of fan support Tennessee's fan support and willing to travel willingness to travel I think that's already decided, but they would only have a small allotment probably, right, in tickets that would be given to the university. So I don't think that would be a huge deal. Okay, but then would it go with this? Would Tennessee be then given – sorry, Dave, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt, but would right. they be given – do you think, say, Tennessee's between, like, the 7 and 10 seed range? Do you think the committee would say, let's give Tennessee the home field advantage because we know their fans are going to fill up the 100,000-seat stadium because their fans are just that loyal, whereas if they're playing Washington – Look, guys, what we're seeing right now with the college football playoff, Washington fans are are having trouble selling their tickets for the college football playoff game against Texas right now. The ticket sales dropped to like $400 this week. So does that work in Tennessee's favor to say, okay, let's give them the home game because we know their fans will show up? Yeah, but again, we're talking about a home site versus a neutral site. Ticket sales for a school at a neutral site versus coming to their home stadium, I think, are different. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Washington's going to have a tough time getting fans to a game in Seattle. No, no, but it, that, that that's a topic for another day. But it it certainly, um, it certainly like it doesn't hurt Tennessee. I just, uh, I, I need to know exactly the teams we're talking about where it would be a factor. And I still think how they performed in the games and how good of a team Tennessee is would be a bigger deal. Like the the committee that doesn't really have ties to Tennessee, I don't think is going to think. I don't think it's going to factor in at that high level of a priority. Hey, can we get fans to Neyland Stadium versus whichever, whichever, whichever power five? Because we're going to be in that case, we're talking about a power five school. Which other power five school can they get fans to their game? I'm sure that most will be able to fill up their stadium for a home playoff game. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. 